Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there Oh, say, does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave? Good evening, fans. We're going to talk a little bit about wrapping on racing August 31, 2020. And with me now is Dave Oliveri. Dave, good evening. How are you? Don, I'm doing good. It just seems like I just saw you, but like I said, a busy weekend again. And we did have the four-letter word rain, which we never like to see as racers, but as homeowners, it was nice to get the lawns a little bit uh, a little bit little bit of water to get a little bit greener so let's just go on with some of the things that uh, transpired over the weekend well Lernerville was rained out and i got an email from a listener brought up a good point and i clarified it last night uh, he wanted to know if colton flinner's suspension was three weeks or three race nights and Smokey said he was in the loop on the discussion there, and it's three race nights. And if you do the math, that means that'll take them right up to, to the end of the season. So uh, for our listener, that was a good question, and we appreciate it. Well, speaking of uh, first-time things, again, we did have some rain over the weekend, and we, we did have the cancelization of races at Latrobe Speedway, Lernerville Speedway, Raceway 7, in Thunder Mountain Speedway. But uh, early morning rains on Saturday uh, left up to some windy conditions and some sunshine. Then uh, Hummingbird Speedway was able to get their show in, and uh, we're going to go over those results right now. Uh, Jeremy Ole uh, was the winner in the late models. In the semi-lates, it was Zach Myers. In the Penn, Ohio series, Timmy Bish. Nate Young in the Economods. In the Pure Stocks, it was Tim Stice. In the Four Cylinders, it was Daniel Clark. And Don, something you don't see very often anymore, a powder puff race. And Penny Price was the winner of that race. I always enjoyed the Potter Puff races. Hey, at Michael's Mercer Raceway, uh, Rex King Jr. scored in the Big Block Modifieds in the 305 Sprints. It was Garrett Bard. Chaz Wolbert was the winner in the Fast Track Modifieds. And Adam Ashley, the winner in the Mini Stocks. You know, and speaking of the things that happened over the weekend, I got this uh, off of Kyle Larson's uh, Facebook page is Carl, the real deal, Carl Larson. And this is uh, provided by a good friend of us, Jacob Silman from uh, Speedsport uh, Magazine. And he covered, 
Kyle's last 48 races. And Don, and to put, put this in perspective, since May 30, 30th, with these 48 races, Kyle's average finish is 1.872, 30 wins in 40, not 40, I'm listening to you, 40 podiums, one worse finish in, than six, and that was a flip. I think it hussed at Speedway in the uh, heat race. But going back to 2020, he has wins in a USAC midget, a USAC Sober Crown car, multiple wins in the All-Star Sprints in the World of Outlaws. Now, this past weekend at Port Royal Speedway, in his late model debut on Thursday night, Kyle picked up a fifth-place finish, was up in the uh, top two and three, uh, was going for a second place and hit the wall and ended up finishing fifth. Uh, they were rained out Friday night. And then Kyle came back Saturday in his second appearance in a dirt late model in the runway number six, picked up a Lucas Oil dirt late model win. And when you put it into perspective, Don, you don't see a driver like this every day. And in our era, we might maybe say the young fans at uh, Tony Stewart, but this goes back to the likes of A.J. Foyt and Mario Andretti, where these guys jumped into... Uh, the type of vehicles that Cal did. And we had a chance to see that last weekend in the Eastern Motorsports Museum, the history of Foyt and Andretti. And now to see Kyle Larson doing this, it is just an opportunity that any race fan, if you get a chance to see this young man race, you need to do it. There's a lot of racers racing today, but I would have to say he's the best no matter what you put him in. Agreed. Definitely agreed. You know, Dave... uh, had a chance to go to Pittsburgh, uh, was pretty busy, started off kind of rough. I'm coming up the road from the highway up to the area where you sign in and go in the pits, and I'm following the water truck, and uh, I'm about 25 feet, 30 feet behind the truck, and I get to the top of the hill, and the water truck does a wheelie. That's where the front wheels are off the ground, and a whole bunch of water comes out on the road and I'm looking this truck's not going forward it's coming backward and I thought I don't want to look at a smashed in pace car so I hustle and I I get off to the side of the road which puts me in a ditch okay so finally the truck which would have been where I was before I pulled off the road gets it in gear and he goes up the road well in in a later discussion with Uncle Jim Miley uh, he said that they hired a new guy, and Jim said to him, can you drive a stick? And he said, yes. Well, apparently he can't because he couldn't get it in gear. And Jim told him, put it in low gear at the bottom of the hill. When you get to the top of the hill, you won't have to shift. Well, he didn't listen. He got up there and rawr, 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 scared that crap out of me. So then I'm in the ditch. Obviously, I need help. And Hamilton Towing, Eric Hamilton owns Hamilton Towing, and he's been a friend for 40-some years. Uh, I locate his son, uh, Jordan, tell him my problem, and the kid, he's a genius with a tow truck. Okay, he backs down to where I'm at, tells me to cut the wheels all the way to the right, hooks it around something on the suspension, and very, very gently lifts the front of the car and put the wheels over on the dry part of the road, unhooks it, and drives away, and I was good to go. But thank goodness, 
Jordan was able to pull me out. There's a lot of good tow trucks down there, but the only, he was the only one I knew, so I went to him. Uh, something else that was interesting at Pittsburgh, before we get into what's going on, um, Rick Hawley is scheduled to be a guest on uh, Rapping on Racing. He's going to run the all um, must-see sprints at Jennerstown. And I'm looking down in the pits, and I see Rick Hawley in a dirt car, number 85. So I had to go down and see him. I went down to talk to him, and I said, what's the story here? Well, he runs dirt and asphalt. The dirt car is 85, and the asphalt car is 86. And I'm going to interview him sometime this week to play on next Monday's show. Real nice fellow. Uh, lives over in Rochester, PA. I had never met him prior to last night, but uh, good guy. I think he finished fifth in the feature. I'm not sure. But uh, with that said... <coughs> Interesting scenario uh, for tonight's show. Our guests include Ashley and Ryan Moyer. Now, you were talking to Ashley when I got, well, let me give you the rest of the guests, plus Randy White and Sammy Swindell. You were talking to Ashley when I came in, and that's where I tapped you on the shoulder and introduced myself because I had never met her. Outstanding photographer, and Ryan an outstanding driver. And then Randy White, you, well, everybody knows Sammy Swindell. A little bit about your buddy, Randy White. Randy White is the grandson of Rick Majors, and I've got to know the Majors family over the last couple of years. And Randy runs a young gun sprint, and I don't want to spoil too much of it, but one of the things that I like to do, as well as you, Don, we like to interview, no matter who you are, what you're racing, and I think the listeners will enjoy the interview. Some of his answers are a little bit short, but again, I got to take into consideration he's only nine years old. So it, it's a lot of fun. And uh, the great part of it was I got a message last night, and we jokingly, and this is something I think uh, you started, Don Gamble, where if you have an interview on Rapid on Racing, it seems to be like a four leaf clover because good luck generally comes in. You have a win coming soon. Well, Randy picked up a win Saturday night at Goods Raceway, so I, I think uh, the listeners will enjoy our interviews. But um, yeah, speaking of interviews, we have Victory Lane interviews with Tim Schaefer, Ben Police, plus interviews from last week that we couldn't squeeze in with Grape Dabrowski from Mercer Raceway Park and Chris Schneider at Latrobe Speedway. If you miss any of Monday's program, remember, you can go to RappinOnRacing.com 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days out of the year. I was talking to Red Fight, uh, one of the tech inspectors down there, and he said, you know, I uh, need to tell you this. I never listen to your show on Monday night. I just fit it in whenever time permits. And by the end of the week, I get the whole show in, which was nice to hear. I guess that 365 works for him. Uh, as always, we want to thank our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Number One Cochrane Automotive, Jennerstown Speedway, along with Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, and Toma Meat Market. And I want to thank my co-host, Dave Oliveri, who goes over and above, not only with this, but helping out at Pittsburgh with the on-track interviews. I also want to thank Lenny Batiki, Howie Bayless, Jim Ballantyne, Julie Coates, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Mike Glyzikowski, and Jim Zufall. Special thanks also to our senior engineers and our technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Luzik, and Gary Scott along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator.
Now, fans, we want you to sit back, get something uh, cold to drink, relax, and enjoy the show. Dave, you have a good evening. You do the same as well, Don. This is the Banker Bob Thought for August 31st. As you get older, you don't mean to interrupt people. It's just that you randomly remember things and get really excited. This portion of today's program is brought to you by number one, Cochrane Automotive. Sprint cars are coming to the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Saturday, September 12th, the winged 410 sprint cars attack the half-mile asphalt oval with blistering speeds as the third annual visit of the nationally televised must-see sprint car series brings open wheel racing to the Laurel Highlands. You've seen them on MAV-TV. Now see them in person at the Jennerstown Speedway, along with feature races for the weekly five divisions of stock cars, including late models and modifieds. That's Saturday, September 12th, the Midwest's fastest sprint cars on the pavement at Jennerstown Speedway. Advanced tickets are on sale now at www.jennerstown.org. Kids 12 and under are free. Sprint cars on the asphalt, Saturday, September 12th at Jennerstown Speedway Complex and weekly five division stock car racing continues every Saturday night through September 19th. Racers, race fans, or campers, are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, Powertech, and Southeast Power Products. The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years' experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the top-of-the-line specified products. If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. Number One Cochrane Automotive began as a small Pontiac dealership in 1965 and quickly became the number one name in Western Pennsylvania automotive sales and service. Today, Number One Cochrane Automotive ranks among the top private dealer groups in the nation with 22 new car dealerships with locations in Allegheny Valley, Butler County, Greensburg, Monroeville, North Hills, Robinson, the South Hills, Irwin, and Zelenopole. Number One Cochrane can serve the transportation needs of Western Pennsylvania customers unlike any other retailer. The acquisition of Chevrolet, Toyota, and Nissan boosts Number One Cochrane's new vehicle operations to 22 dealerships, representing a great selection of domestic and imported brands. Their mission? Treat customers like honored guests while delivering unparalleled value and selection. That was the goal of founder Bob Cochrane when he opened the doors more than 50 years ago. And it's still their goal today. For additional information on number one Cochrane sales and service, go to Cochrane.com. And now more Rapid on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Mike Lusikowski. All 
All right, fans, joining us now from the Jennerstown Speedway, Mike Lisikoski. Mike, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. I'm doing very well as uh, Mother Nature smiled on the Jennerstown Speedway. You know, early in the week, it looked like the hurricane ramifications might play a role in Saturday's activities at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, and uh, we've gone several rounds with Mother Nature in the ring this year already, uh, but boy, everything cleared out in perfect time, kind of uh, mid-afternoon-ish, and sunny skies and great temperatures welcomed everybody for a great night of racing, so we'll jump right into the report from Saturday night as celebrating in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane on TMT Transportation Night at the Races were Albert Francis in the Martellus Pharmacies Late Model Division, defending champion Anthony Aiello in the Stoystown Auto Wreckers Modifieds, Casey Flegel in the Ron's Collision Center Street Stocks, and Scott Mitchell in the Farmers Union Co-op Chargers ended a long winning streak that we'll tell you about, and Jeff Vassos was victorious in the Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious Four Cylinders. In the Enduro action, Nick Nemec was the four-cylinder winner, and once again in the six-cylinder division, Josh Dunmire made it two in a row in the Ron's Collision Center Enduro Series. Those two events followed the racing action, but we'll dive right into the Martellus Pharmacy's late model division as the 30-lap feature started with Jared Barclay leading the first laps. Barclay had been to victory lane in the modified division and is second year of late model racing had a very very impressive rookie season and is on the precipice of perhaps a first career victory on lap three however albert francis of painesville ohio took the lead from barclay as they've raced at the front of the pack teddy gabala the defending champion was on the move he took second place from barclay on lap four Barry Audi, the five-time Jennerstown champion, started in sixth place, and he advanced to third spot by lap six. Now, by lap ten, Francis had a half a straightaway lead on the field, but in the middle stages of the race, Audi and Gabala waged a heated war for the second position. And on lap 14, Audi officially became the runner-up, passing Gabala. Gabala looked very, very strong in the early part of that race, so Audi taking the second position showed his strength on the night. The only repeat winner of 2020, Francis, took the point standings lead one week prior, and after starting in the fourth position when Saturday's 30-lap feature came to a close, Francis grabbed his division-leading third win of the season. One of the youngest drivers in the field, driving the RackHunter.com Chevrolet number 33, has been making the tow from the Buckeye State each and every week to Jennerstown Speedway. At the finish line, sixth starting Audi placed second, with Gibala, the defending champ, in third, Barclay finishing fourth, and climbing up to fifth in that event was the most recent winner, Joe Maruka. Francis and Maruka won the heat races, and it is very clear that there's a new man to beat at Jennerstown Speedway, because while only one, while several drivers have one victory in the Martellus Pharmacy's late model division, Francis, with three wins, has also gone undefeated in heat races during 2020. And that's a pretty impressive statistic because, of course, heats are lined up by a a random pill draw. And he started in the last row for heat races. He started in the middle of the pack for heat races. But Albert Francis, the young driver from Painesville, Ohio, undefeated in 2020 heat races in the late model division. That's a uniquely dominant statistic. Moving on to the Stoystown Auto Wreckers Modified Division, 
On lap two of the 20-lap feature race, former winners collided in turn one. A pair of drivers who are no stranger to Stoney's victory lane at Jennerstown Speedway, but both are seeking their first wins of 2020. Adam Kostelnik and Matt Smith were eliminated in a turn one crash. Both drivers were uninjured, uh, but the cars were pretty severely damaged in both cases. It was rookie David Campbell who led the first three laps. Campbell from Apollo, Pennsylvania, was a winner in the four-cylinder division, and he leaped up the divisional ladder this season to become a modified competitor. But on lap four, it was racing Jason Bush who grabbed the lead. Bush, who has suffered a really tough luck season in 2020, is a very popular driver who won multiple times in 2019. He, as well, seeking his first victory of 2020. Fellow modified rookie Doug Glessner, the former dirt track late model legend, began to challenge Campbell for the second spot. On lap 15, however, defending champion Anthony Aiello took the third position from Glessner, and the next lap he passed Campbell for the runner-up spot, grabbing positions on successive laps from the rookies. At the halfway point of the event, Bush enjoyed a five-car length lead over Aiello. With six laps to go, Aiello ended a long side-by-side battle with Bush and took the lead that he would not relinquish. Those two raced wheel-to-wheel for several laps before Aiello got out in front. In the closing laps, veteran Tom Golick stormed into third place. But when the checkered flag waved, Aiello had stretched out his advantage and scored yet another victory, with Bush claiming second place. Golick finished in the third spot and coming home in the fourth position. It was Doug Glessner, the rookie, followed by eighth-place starter R.J. DeLappy, who finished in the fifth spot with the modified division on Saturday night. In the heat races, it was Aiello and Kostelnik taking the checkered flags. Aiello could be on his way to a third consecutive championship in the Stoystown Auto Wreckers Modifieds. In the Ron's Collision Center street stocks, first-time visitor this season, former champion, Josh Kokenauer won his heat race, as did Aaron Van Fleet, the defending champion, at the very start of the event. In turn number one, veteran Rick Melab and Casey Flegel got together and spun, and most of the field got around the pair of spinning drivers, luckily. With Melab and Flegel going to the tail of the field and continuing on, it was Rich Burbage who led the first three laps from the pole starting position. We mentioned Kokenauer, the former champion who made his first start of the season. Kokenauer grabbed the feature event lead from Burbage. Van Fleet then took second spot on the same lap, who was also a heat race winner earlier in the night. On lap five, a scary incident as the early race leader Burbage crashed hard on the backstretch while battling veteran Mel Wilt for the third spot. Mel Wilt's car was damaged, but he was able to continue. Burbage walked away from the incident that found him nearly leaving the ballpark as he climbed the wall on two wheels after a significant impact with the outside wall. Burbage's car is absolutely destroyed. On the restart, Van Fleet stole the lead from Kokenauer. On lap seven, Casey Flegel, who had powered his way back up through the field with the help of that caution after being involved in the spin on lap one, stole second place from Kokenauer. Then a side-by-side duel for the lead between the two championship contenders, Van Fleet and Flegel, lasted to the midpoint of the race. At the halfway mark, Flegel was in front by a bumper and then completed the pass the next lap. With eight laps to go, another restart gave Van Fleet a chance to line up alongside leader Flegel, but Flegel never surrendered the lead and increased his division-leading win total with the victory. Van Fleet finished second with Kokenauer third. 
Former winner Zach Tadero placed fourth in his first visit of the season, and Angie Kimberly made a late race pass for the fifth spot after she performed very, very well in her heat race earlier in the night. It's the Farmers Union Co-op Chargers 15-lap race. A rookie started on the pole position and immediately suffered a mechanical problem. Dropping all the way back to the tail of the field, Tony Fama in his number 113 car slowed dramatically, but the entire field was able to miss his slowing vehicle. Great reflexes shown by the entire field there. It was Scott Mitchell who took the early race lead with first-year driver Kyle Burkholder in second spot and veteran Bob Mostaller in third. On lap four, Dale Kimberly took the third position, and on lap five, he took the second position from the rookie Burkholder, and all that time, Mitchell was enjoying a comfortable lead. In spite of very heavy lap traffic that was often too wide in front of the leader, veteran Scott Mitchell was able to end a nine-race winning streak by defending champion Dale Kimberly, and of course that winning streak dates all the way back into the 2019 season. Mitchell won by a comfortable margin, and we've often talked about Dale Kimberly, who won a dirt track racing championship early in his career going back to the 1980s. Well, how about Saturday night's winner, Mitchell? He is the 1993 pure stock champion at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. He did double duty on Saturday night, racing in the street stocks and winning in the far Farmers Union Co-op Chargers. It was a great drive as he ended that long winning streak. And the official finish when they crossed the line, it was. It was Dale Kimberly in second behind Mitchell. Another veteran, Steven Singo, who started deep in the pack. He had a great heat race run. He finished in third spot. Rookie Burkholder fell back to fourth. A.J. Poljack, the engine builder extraordinaire, who's been racing mostly on dirt this season, grabbed a top five finish ahead of young Will Hemminger. And finally, taking a look at the Fast and Furious Somerset Trust Company-sponsored four-cylinder division, it was no surprise when three cars were fighting for the lead at the beginning of that event. It was the drivers who have been at the front most all season. Evan Nybert in his car number seven, Michael Saylor, the second-year driver in 38, and Jeff Vassos, the dirt track convert, who's a rookie to pavement racing. All three of those drivers stayed under a blanket for most of the event, and when the checkered flag waved, it was the division's leading winner of 2020, Vassos, who got the victory after starting in fourth place. Front row starter Nybert finished in the second spot. Saylor finished in third position as a sophomore. Jason Truscott finished in the fourth spot. Great to see that Johnstown, Pennsylvania driver having a top five run. And Lance Shawley finished in the top five in the heat races. It was Nybert and Vassos who took the checkered flags. Coming up this Saturday, Don, five division racing continues as the points championship battles heat up in all five divisions. But three extra special attractions this Saturday that have all been rescheduled from previous rainouts. First, we're going to kick off the night with autograph night. A big, big, big night for the kids. It's almost like a Halloween trick-or-treat, as many of the race teams will have candy, snacks, drinks, autographs, postcards, posters. The, the kids and really fans of all ages will have about an hour, just over 45 minutes before the races get started to make their way down on the front stretch and visit each driver and take a look at the cars up close and snap photos. 
and then our Hall of Fame induction ceremony for 2020, which has been rained out on two different occasions prior, will be taking place at that time as well. So we're going to enshrine some legends of the Jennerstown Speedway. Always a great night as we invite the former classes of Hall of Fame inductees for a big picnic that evening. So legends will be walking around the Speedway. It's a great opportunity for autographs from not only the current drivers, but also those retired heroes from the Hall of Fame classes gone by. And after we hand out the 2020 plaques for the Hall of Fame, there will be five division racing and a fireworks display after the races. That as well had been rained out from July and rescheduled to Saturday night. So a great big night of action coming at the Jennerstown Speedway with racing and some other attractions for the fans, Don. You and Billy Rebar are going to be very busy on Saturday night. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot to go on. And, of course, we never intended it that way. Autograph night is typically a standalone event. Hall of Fame night, typically a standalone event. Uh, But we have to combine those because, again, uh, Mother Nature had not been very kind to us uh, in one particular stretch there in the summer. Uh, so getting those things all made up, as the fans rightfully show, so should be demanding that those things occur during the uh, the calendar year. And we're not going to let Mother Nature steal those things from the fans. The fireworks display after the races, uh, new in a way to the Jennerstown Speedway here. Uh, it's been about four or five years uh, since we've concluded a night of races with the fireworks display. So hopefully all the residents of Jennerstown will uh, put out a lawn chair in their yards and we'll light up the skies in the Laurel Highlands following the five-division racing Saturday. Mike, excellent report. I thank you. You have a nice evening. You do the same, Don. Ray Stans standing right here with the gentleman who picked up the late model win tonight at Jennerstown Speedway. His third of the year, Albert Francis. Congratulations on the win. And what a run in that Johnny Van Dorm chassis car. Uh, thank you. I couldn't do it without him. They uh, build absolute rocket ships. And I'll tell you what, this is your first full season. You came up here last year for the Masters. And I'm not sure if you are here any other times last year, but fell in love with the track and Decided this year you wanted to come and make it your home track, and three wins already in your rookie year here at the track. Has to make you feel pretty confident on what the rest of the year will hold. Oh, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, The main reason we're running here this year is because a lot of our races at the beginning of the season got canceled for you-know-what, but uh, actually after we ran here a few races and ended up leading the points, we just decided to finish this out because it really wouldn't affect many of the big races we have at the end of the year anyway, so... Uh, it's not really hurting anything. I think it's helping me more than anything. Now, your forte used to be in the outlaw cars, if I'm correct. Now, this year, you're running the template body here. Um, what do you have to do different driving style-wise? Well, in these crate cars, you got about 400 less horse than have been the Supers. you got about 200, so that's a big difference. They don't have as much downforce, but um, honestly, the, the outlaw cars are more in the racetrack. You can drive them as hard as you can drive them as many laps these things you're not as they don't stay as fast as long i don't feel and uh definitely a different type of driving style from the horsepower difference now we're late in the year what does the postseason hold for you after jennerstown i believe there are three more races after tonight yeah three races here on championship night i'm gonna leave here and go to irp 
which is September 18th, and then I'm going to run in the Winchester 400, the Nashville All-American 400, and I'm going to run the Derby. Now, for those who are not familiar with the Francis name, pretty dominant in late model competition. You come from a racing family. You care to tell us about the family racing heritage that you come from? Um, a lot of my dad's racing came before I came around, but um, he, he's had a lot of different people drive for him. Jay Summers for a number of years, and uh, my brother drove for a number of years, but that was only part-time deal. And then uh, we ended up being... I ended up being decent, so he figured he'd put me in the cars. How long have you been racing? Uh, three years. And now's a chance for you to go ahead and thank everybody who helps make your race impossible. Uh, Rack Hunter, Francis Engineering, uh, League and Trucking, DeMilta Sand and Gravel, Epic Racewear, uh, Jet Hot, Hemley Tool and Supply, and Habco Tool and Development in Van Dorn. And one thing the fans might not be aware of, like I mentioned before, you come from Ohio. You travel four hours each way to compete here in the Laurel Highlands? Uh, it's like three and a half, but yeah, it's not that bad. It's closer than a, because I'm kind of in a crappy spot for racing, so everywhere I go is far away. Hey, race fans, keep your eyes on the number 33, Rack Hunter Chevrolet. Albert Francis, the driver, current point leader, I believe, at Jennerstown, picked up your third win of the year. Good luck the rest of the year. Thank you. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Number One Cochrane Automotive. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, Give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. 
Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. Well, Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway wound up being the race that almost wasn't. Tons of rain the day and two days before, even some in the, on Saturday morning. Looked like it might threaten conditions at the Speedway, but that was not to be. We wound up with a great night of racing. Two sprint car divisions along with a regular five-division show at Dirt's Monster Half Mile. And it all started off with the 410 sprint cars presented by Falcone's Moon Township Automotive. The 410 sprints were there in force with 16 cars signed into the pits. Once the uh, the heat races were done, Tim Schaefer and Gary Kreiss picked up the heat race win. The 20-lap feature for the winged 410 sprint cars turned out to be quite a lively one. In fact, Gary Kreiss, who was the winner of the heat race number two, wound up with a really bad flip down in turn one. Kreiss was able to get out of the car and uh, walk out under his own power. But when the rest of the race resumed, boy, Tim Schaefer was absolutely dominant showing the way around. He uh, finished o- over... Cy Lynch, a four and a half second uh, difference there from first to second over Lynch was Tim Schaefer. Carl Bowser finished third. Lee Jacobs and Dan Kerriger rounded out the top five with Brandon Mattis, Jack Soderman Jr., Brent Mattis, and Rick Hawley rounding out the top. Actually, David Jones. David Jones rounded out the top ten in his 76 car. And when it was all said and done, a very happy Steel City Outlaw met Dave Oliveri in Victory Lane. Jumps up on a winger, maybe not, right down the street from an Aliquippa, PA, the Steel City Outlaw, Tim Schaefer. Tim, how special is it to be able to come to Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, a track that's literally probably 10 miles down the road from you, and to put a performance on that you did. You had a good night last night, and to back it up here at home. Uh, it's just great, you know, to be out here in front of our fans and friends, you know. Everybody's helped out so much with my late model, and, you know, the late model will get to play, and this is serious business here, you know. Uh, what a great race car. I mean, that RPM chassis and the rider engine, it was just perfect tonight. Um, you know, it made it a little easier on me. It still is a tough place to get around. Uh, late model sprint car, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But uh, hats off, the guys did a great job with all the rain. How, like I said, how, we know it's special to come home, but you know you go to tracks all over the United States. But to be in your backyard and to only maybe get here once or twice a year, there's not many tracks like this around. The speed, the high banks, is just incredible. Uh, it's definitely, it's got its, uh, you know, it's a world of its own here, and uh, you know you got to do different things here and. You know, and I ain't raced her a bunch, but I have over the years, and um, I've learned a lot of different little things. And now I feel like I'm learning some stuff on a late model deal. And having you said you were, we know you were doing some double duty tonight. How difficult is it to get onto that crate late model and jump into this rocket ship? You didn't have the best of luck with the crate model, but you definitely had a rocket ship with this car and the Groves car tonight. Oh, definitely. Brian Groves gives me a great car, you know, and they're great guys to work for, and it makes it fun. But uh, like I said, always been hard to 
you always want to do good. So we, you know, we, anytime you get an opportunity. Win last night at Atomic, a win tonight here at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. What are the plans for the rest of the weekend? Uh, I think next week, Attica, it's a two-day show. Fans, the Steel City Outlaw, Tim Schaefer. In other action, it was the Steel Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models on track for their tune-up race for next week's, or this coming week, I should say, Red Miley Rumble. Now, that'll be a 53-lap event broken up over two feature races. The first one is 20 laps. The second is 33, making up the traditional 53-lap event for the late models as we honor uh, Red Miley, who passed away, unfortunately, at 53 years old. So the heats for the Rush Dirt Late Models on Saturday night, though, went to Mike Doritsky, Ben Police, and Tommy Schoenhofer. And when it was all said and done, 20 laps later, a very happy Ben Police wound up in victory lane. Yet, uh, you know, it would have been a dominating performance, but it came down to the end with Police, Schoenhofer, and Cole Patrell in the 184 car. Uh, pretty close. It was actually Schoenhofer was really close to Ben Police, just about a half a second behind him when they crossed the start finish line. So, Police came in first, Tommy Schoenhofer second, Cole Patrell, Logan Zarin, and Ben Scott. Now, Ben Scott in his 80 car coming all the way from Delaware. Ben Scott had gone to the Atomic Speedway uh, on third on Friday night, rather than Saturday. He was here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and Sunday he headed up to the Erie's Speedway. So a thousand or twelve hundred mile journey for him as he stopped in the PPMS and clocked in with a fifth place finish in the feature race. Brian Hoffman was sixth. Colby Behe, Drew Catellis, Eric Hamilton Jr., and Brian Goble rounded out the top ten. And once again, never a dull moment in victory lane when Ben Police is your winner, and he had a chance to express himself to Dave Oliveri in victory lane. Deal Automotive, Rush Lay Models, Ben Police. I think Ben's trying to celebrate here a little bit here. We're having a little adult beverage bath going on. Come on and on, Ben. Wow. From a driver's standpoint, when you have a race that long, and, and the clock, especially the, almost the red flag on the first lap, from a driver's standpoint, you're sitting in that car. What goes through Ben's head? Uh, it's just you're sitting there, your mind's racing. That first corner, I went in there and. I think someone hit the water. My shield completely covered. I, I ducked. I, the risky was sideways. I think we caved we caved under a little bit. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just happy we were able to finish it out. I mean, it was it was rough. Then you have caution after caution. And, and traditionally, I see the, the rush late models, they run usually the top. It seemed like up until that last caution, Johnny, you and Tommy, you were all running through the middle. How, how good is the track tonight? You know, it, there's moisture all the way across. It's a little rough. Um, and one and two, there's there's a lane up high. I kept running down low and uh, showing my crew chief. I, I thought he was going to jump over the barrel. He was jumping up and down in the air, and, and that's all I could see going down the straightaway. So I knew I had to go high, otherwise he was going to beat me on the way home. And uh, three and four, I, I wanted down low, but uh, I knew on a restart, sure enough, it was going to be right there. So I just kept it high, you know, gave him a line, and uh, luckily we were able to pull it off. When you take that high side, and here generally at Pittsburgh, you're going to take the high side. Like you said, I think your crew chief said if you would have gone low, you, you might have been walking home tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but there, there would have been, uh, he, he would have been beating me at the trailer. 
you're the current points leader, and I know it's too early. We still got a month to go before we even worry about points. But how special is it to keep winning at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway? But while you're doing that, obviously Sunday through Friday, there's a lot of work back at the shop. Let's first of all talk about your sponsors and the guys that help put this car in victory lane here in Imperial every week. I'd tell you what, the you know without my sponsors, Producer Supply, Quality Machine Company, Carry Resources, TJD Energy, uh, Carnival Properties, Hayden Excavating. I mean, these guys. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have the money to you know do this. And uh, first and foremost, you know, I got to thank Sean. He's he's came and and he's really helped me out a lot. And uh, you know, got to thank my family, all all my family that came down, fans. You know, that's that's what we do this for. You know, have these guys come out here and scream and yell, whether they're yelling at me or against me. You know, as long as they're yelling. Well, again, congratulations, fans. One more time for Ben Police, your winner in the Deal Automotive Rush Lane Models. In other action on Saturday night, it was the Rush wingless sprint cars, the traditional wingless sprint cars in a weekly series for them. And Zach Morrow with a really dominant performance as well, 3.7 second lead over second place Gail Ruth. Jeremy Hollywood Weaver wound up third with Alan Dellinger in the eight car and fourth. Steve Pelly, Brian Hartzell, Brandon Shugart, Matt Sherlock the third, and Tony Newhart, uh, Tyler Newhart, I should say, rounding out the field for the Rush wingless sprint cars over the pure stocks the 114 car that's usually driven by dave mcmanus but uh, mcmanus out of town this week so daryl charlier steps in to the uh, ben laboon owned 114 and he comes away with a victory nick kachuba behind him with steve dapolito ryan moyer jake simmons todd weldon and john gill rounding out the field in the admar pro stocks Frank McGill with a great performance. Now, his was also a very dominating performance until a a late race caution brought everybody all back together. But McGill was able to hold off perennial winner and champion Stephen Sheltman. Young Frank McGill really coming into his own here in the 05 hobby stock. Stephen Sheltman, as I said, came in second. Cody Catellus, also another youngster moving up through the ranks of the Keystone Coachworks hobby stocks, coming in third. Robert Betts, uh, that car was resurrected used to be Don uh, Danny actually Donnie Bowerly's car years ago still the 22 car now driven uh, by Robert Betts came in fourth and Ben Anton still looking for that elusive first feature win he comes in with a top five in fifth place Ed Sheltman John Kane Matt Bernard Tom Anton and Randy Tank DeBardinas we remember a couple of years ago raising money for uh, Randy DeBardinas who suffered a, a brain tumor I believe he is back behind the wheel of his 121 and scores a top 10 that was in the Keystone Coachworks Hobby Stocks. In the Crawford Auto Repair open four-cylinder feature, Philip Bubeck once again finds himself in victory lane over April Tennant, Chris Knight, Derek Quigley, Dan- Tanya Charlier, Eric Rudolph, Lucas Weaver, Bill Tennant, and Kyle Janis. And lastly, in the always-safe Young Gun feature, turned out to be the 250th feature race since the inception of the Young Gun division all those decades ago, or all those years ago, we 
should say. Uh, Noah Bubeck comes away your winner. Now, he's won every race, I believe, so far this year in the Young Gun Division. But with 250 races in, we invited all the winners, had a handful of previous winners in the Young Gun Division, some still competing at the Speedway, including our very own race director, Rich Mason, down for a photo op in Victory Lane to celebrate 250 feature races for the Young Guns. That's our teenage division. Noah Bubeck, Cameron Hollister, Dylan Clip, and Wyatt Mock made up the field in the Young Guns division. And boy, that was a wrap for a great night of racing at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway on Saturday night. This coming Saturday, once again, it's the Red Miley Rumble. It'll be a 53-lap feature event for our deal automotive rush dirt late models and once again it'll be split up in two features it'll be uh, 20 laps for the first one and 33 for the second one so be sure to be here check out ppms.com all of our social media streams pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway on facebook and at pa motor speedway on twitter to keep up with everything going on at pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway reporting for wrapping on racing i'm jim zufall This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Stars, IndyCar, IHRA, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, NHRA, Rush, USAC, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews, and listeners' emails. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Quite frankly, there's no other program like it on the air today. Rapid on Racing. Why not be a part of the weekly action? The Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway schedule is jam-packed again for the 2020 season. Every Saturday night through October, you can enjoy five big divisions of racing action and so much more. Each action event features the Deal Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the PPMS Pro Stocks, the Keystone Coachworks Hobby Stocks, the Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Add to that special appearances by the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Rush Wingless Sprints, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, and the 410 Wing Sprints. The 2020 season wraps up on October 2nd and 3rd with the 32nd Annual Pittsburgher 100 featuring the stars and cars of the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Gates open every Saturday at 5 p.m. with hot laps at 6 and green flag racing at 7. General admission just $15 for adults. Keep up to date with everything happening at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway by following us on Twitter, at PA Motor Speedway. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And as always, find all the information about PPMS at ppms.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Hi, listeners. I'm here with Ashley Moyer, the official track photographer here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Ashley, is this all that you do here? Um, Only do do track photography, or do you kind of expand your horizons a little bit and do a little bit extra? I do a little bit extra. I also do engagement sessions, family portraits, senior portraits, um, things like that. But I do. Racing is my favorite, that's for sure. How long have you been doing photography? Just since November. 
<laughs> Just since November, you signed on here with Pittsburgh. How's it been going so far? It's been great. I'm learning a lot of things. Um, Steve Scarupa helps me out a lot, so he's teaching me how to um, improve my photography skills. Um, tonight will be the first time I'm shooting uh, sprint cars, so we'll see how that goes. But I'm excited about it. So, have you had any prior experience? Have you gone to class anywhere, taken any classes, or, or done anything to, to help, uh, you know, kind of get you ready for what's coming and what you're about to undertake? Nope. Other than Steve helping me to improve my skills, I have not taken any classes. I just kind of fell into this and loved it and have just been working hard to get better. So... When it comes to uh, what you what you do now, um, as far as Steve helping you and stuff, a lot of the things I used to do some editing myself with videos and stuff like that. A lot of the stuff I learned from YouTube, and, and I guess Steve makes YouTube videos almost specifically for you, just to kind of help you out. He does. He um, will do a Zoom share, share his screen with me, kind of show me how he's editing things, and then upload it to YouTube so I can kind of use it as a reference later. So, what's your favorite part about photography? Is it actual shooting the cars, or is it the editing process? Uh, I think it's the joy that it brings to people. I think I do some things that are a little bit different with I take a lot of uh, pit pictures. Um, people, you know, little kids helping scrape wood and mud off their dad's car, things like that. So those kinds of things bring me joy, and I think that they bring joy to the fans as well. Yeah, capturing those moments that, you know, a lot of people don't get to see, or if they do get to see it, it's something that they don't always get to remember. And having those, you know, physical copies or even digital copies, especially nowadays, to look at and to remember goes a long way, and I'm sure people really appreciate it. Are people able to purchase these photos outright or get digital copies of them? They can do both. They can have digital copies or they can purchase prints. I can do both. So you shoot here at Pittsburgh. Have you shot anywhere else in the local area? I have shot at Lernerville. I'll be at Thunder Mountain on Friday. Um, and then the Canyon War Finals we did in November, and we'll be doing that again this year, provided that they run it. So your first time doing it was this past November at the Canyon War Finals, correct? Yes. Now, I, I understand, too, that there was kind of a situation where they didn't quite warn the infield people that uh, they, they load the inf infield with fireworks, and you happen to be kind of in the wrong area with unexpectedly at the wrong time. Yes, they don't warn anybody, and it was my first time ever going to that race, so I had no idea. So when they had the balls of explosions, I was a little bit close, and it scared me a little bit. So what inspired you to start doing photography and getting into it? I don't know that anything inspired me necessarily. I was um, making TikToks, which I don't do anymore, but I started out doing videos and just kind of, um, I had a specific video of Chris Ferguson down at Can-Am that I put together with him on two wheels. And that kind of really uh, threw me into wanting to get more into this. Racing is definitely my favorite thing to photograph. Um, so I've just kind of grown from there. Now, do you typically just find yourself traveling wherever Ryan goes, or do you kind of go out on your own sometimes, too, and shoot whatever's available to you? Well, I'm usually with Ryan because I am official here at Pittsburgh, so I do come here every week. Um, but I, we do go to Lernerville, you know, even when he's not racing. Um, Thunder Mountain, he's not going to be racing at, but we're going out there um, to take pictures, too. So I would like to do more at different tracks. It just depends on what my uh, family situation is like, you know, if I can take time away from the family to do it. And, and that's going into an interesting subject because we had some time to talk prior to us talking right now. And you talked about what all you guys kind of do, and, and it's not uh, simple by, by any means. Talk, talk to us a little bit more about what you find yourself doing throughout the week. Uh, well, I'm a vet tech, and I work almost full time. Um, I also homeschool my three children, and not because of COVID. It's just something that we chose to do. 
Um, we also breed German short hair pointers. We just had uh, a litter left us last week. Um, so we're pretty busy every day. <laughs> how do you how do you find time to balance everything? Very carefully. <laughs> So not only can, can people approach you and purchase photos off of you, but they can also, if, you, if they're looking for a German short hair pointer, they can purchase a German short hair pointer off of you. If they need some advice on homeschooling children, especially with COVID going on right now, they can come to you as well. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's very impressive how the racers' wives really find time to balance everything, not only on a racing schedule, but everything else at home that people really sometimes don't see. Yeah, we're, we're pretty busy all of the time. We don't have much downtime, but it's fine. It's fine. I mean, we're busy and we're happy, and we're, we wouldn't have it any other way, really. Well, that's the important thing. You guys are still trying to find the fun in everything, and you do find the fun in everything. And that's that's just absolutely great that you guys are able to stay as busy as you are and, and do what you do. Um, I really admire that, and that's, that's really awesome. Um, Anything that anybody that you would like to thank for for getting you started? Uh, I'd like to thank my husband Ryan because without his support, um, I wouldn't be able to continue to do this, whether it was here at Pittsburgh or not. Um, Steve Scarupa has been a huge part in helping me to not only learn the ins and outs of photography, but he's always there to answer any questions. Um, like he's waiting for me up at the blackboard now, so he can help me with my camera settings for the sprint cars. Um, my family—they're just very supportive, and without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. So are people able to follow you at all on Facebook? Do you have a website set up? I don't have a website set up yet. I'm working on it, but I do have a Facebook page. It's just Ashley Moyer Photography. Very simple. Um, and they can they can visit at any point and print pictures, anything that they need to do. So Ryan races here pretty much weekly, so you're always going to be in the pits, and you're pretty easy to find. You're typically around the car if it's during the start of the, uh, the the evening, but once the evening starts, I'm sure you're all around the racetrack. Yeah, I definitely try to get a picture of every single race car um, in the pits here, so I'm always walking around, and people will ask for specific things, and I just tell them, flag me down. I mean, I'm willing to take whatever, so. Ashley, I appreciate the time that you've given us this evening. Hopefully the fans at home are able to listen to this, and they enjoy what they hear, and if they need anything, uh, you know, as far as other racers that race here at Pittsburgh need photographer photographs rather they're able to come to you and uh, you'll be able to work something out with them but um, if any fans at home uh, want photos of their favorite drivers as well they're able to do that as well absolutely I remember as a kid actually at Lernerville I would uh, there the, the photographers who were there would sell their photographs and we had these little books full of all these different drivers and we we ordered them number one through number 99 um, so I can tell you as a as a as a fan as a kid I can appreciate what you do um, you know, I, I don't know how it is for kids nowadays I think they more are invested in the TikTok videos you you mentioned prior to but um, nonetheless we definitely appreciate what you do thank you so much thank you for your time and best of luck the rest of the season and hopefully uh, you get a chance to go back to Can-Am War Finals. Thank you. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. 
Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, listeners, I'm currently joined by Ryan Moyer, driver of the number 13X Pro Stock, and we're here in the pits at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Uh, first off, Ryan, how's uh, everything going with this season? Uh, it's doing quite well. Um, we're actually uh, second in points here. Uh, we we're leading the points here um, for a while. And after a week, we ended up uh, a couple points back. So we're still chopping away at it, and hopefully luck goes our way. So it's been a while since you've been on Rapid on Race, and I know that you were on previously, and I'm guessing a lot's changed since then. But let's start with how you got into racing. You know, what, Where did you find your start, um, and how long ago was that? Um, actually, it was 16 years ago. Um, I started the senior year uh, of school. Uh, I bought a car off of uh, my uncle's father-in-law, uh, Bruce Milbert, and made payments for that car uh, just to, you know, go out there and have fun. Um, lots changed since then, I can tell you that, from 2004. Um, you know, we used to just run junkyard motors, you know, believe it or not. Um, back then, you know, pull it out of a car and put it in, go have some fun. If it blew up, you went and pulled another one out and Times have really changed. <laughs> I was just about to say, those days are pretty much over. If you're not putting money into the car, you're going to find it pretty tough to be competitive. Oh, that's for sure. So you got your start 16 years ago. You made some pretty interesting moves to, to make it happen. You did a lot of stuff that it doesn't really happen today to make it happen as well. Um, but if you always race pro stocks or... Yeah, actually, like I said, whenever we bought that car, I mean, I've never never ran go-karts or anything like that. Um, yeah, quads growing up, dirt bikes growing up, but uh, never really raced anything uh, until we bought that car. So it was a 
big, big, huge uh, world jumping into. So, where all of you race? Have you raced a lot of different tracks? Kind of broaden your horizons a little bit, or have you stayed mostly local? Yeah, the first race that I ever raced is uh, was actually Mercer. Uh, we raced there for quite a few years, um, I believe been so long ago but um we left there went to lernerville a little bit tried sharing out a little bit uh kind of bounced back and forth between mercer and lernerville and ran tri-city a few times and uh sportsman speedway up there in knox ran that a few times so got a win up there once and so been around us a few tracks any memorable moments from any of these previous years yeah, um, 2013, uh, we won the points championship uh, up at Mercer Raceway Park. Um, and we actually, that year, uh, bought a bought a used car and brought it home, cut the whole front end off of the car and changed all kinds of stuff around and kind of just went out with the attitude that we were just going to feel the car out and try not to tear it up. Uh, actually, a buddy of mine, I was in a friend of his wedding and i actually put brian wagner in the car and uh after the reception it got done quick brian actually won his heat race started on the pole in the feature i actually left the reception and made it to the track to watch for the feature and he actually got the first win in my car um and then a few weeks after the well the following few weeks um we stacked it up with I know for a fact two, possibly three extra wins uh, in a row after he started that winning streak. And then uh, the following week after that, we actually lost by, I forget how many hundred thousandths of a second. It was pretty much a fender uh, at the line. So it was a pretty good year. And that was in 2013? Yes. It's pretty impressive. I mean, first off, to, to have somebody drive your own car is, is, is pretty cool. You know, for a night, you kind of get a night off, but then you get to go watch it happen. It's, it sounds like an exciting year. Um, is, would you say the 2013 track championship was your biggest accomplishment thus far? Yeah, I would, I would say. Uh, there was, a, there was a, lot of, uh, a lot of excitement in that year um, to get all those wins. Um, first win I ever got was actually at Lernerville. Uh, back in 2009 um, and it was actually the night the Pens won the Stanley Cup so I got out of the car uh, I remember uh, Dow uh, got out of the, was interviewing me and the first thing I said was did the Pens win the Stanley Cup no there's like a minute or two left in the in the third period so that was the first thing I you know first thing I wanted to know even though I just won my first career feature well, it turns out that your first career feature win was almost just as exciting for you as the as the finish of that game. I mean, if you can remember correctly, Mark Andre Fleury making that diving save, blocking the shot, and sure enough, the Penn secure the victory. It's pretty it's a pretty exciting night overall, not just for you, but for Pittsburgh fans around. Yeah, oh, it was. So, have you always been number thirteen, or what, what's the history behind that number? Um, really, I always liked just thirteen. Uh, there's a little bit of a history behind it. Um, my one cousin was born on August 13th, and uh, then I was born in September 13th, uh, when we're exactly a month apart, and then uh, my dad's birthday is in uh, March 13th. So I just kind of always went with the 13. You know, it was always a lucky number. Most people say that, you know, green and 13 don't go along. Well, I've had that on cars for many a years, so...
So inside of the number 13, you can see another number. Tell me more about that and what it represents. Um, it's number 34. Um, it's for Glenn Nolan. Um, he's just a friend of family friend of ours. Um, tragic accident. Uh, and he always was just always on top of things. He always always checked. He may not have uh, shown up at the racetrack, but he always just kept in touch and wanted to know how I was doing. Um, it's just a family friend that, you know, always admired growing up and used to race himself, so. So every driver, for the most part, has something interesting on their car that when you see it with your eyes, it kind of catches it, and you, you kind of want to ask more about it. Obviously, that number 34 is one of them, but the other thing is the portrait of your children on the back as well. Yeah, I started doing that a couple years ago. Um, I seen it on somebody's car, and uh, it's it's usually a big hit. I mean, I get a lot of people walk up and say how cool that is. Um, I just kind of liked it. It's makes it they kind of a lot of people say that it looks like they're riding in the back seat fans if you're just tuning in i'm speaking with ryan moore driver of the 13x pro stock and we're in the pits at pittsburgh pennsylvania motor speedway another thing that you see within the number is the anarchy customs um, logo um tell me a little bit about your relationship with greg beach uh greg beach is just a good friend of mine um he does a lot of stuff for the sport uh works on cars um has his own has his own shocks uh, package. Um, just a good friend of mine. I can call up anytime, ask any questions. He'll help you out. Um, very knowledgeable. Um, he's ran a lot of different classes, and he just if there's any question that you want to know, he's not gonna not gonna beat around the bush, and he's gonna tell you the honest truth. The other thing that catches your eye on the car is obviously, and that's any car, our sponsors. Uh, let's talk about your sponsors a little bit. Yeah, so um, I've had quite a few sponsors, uh, and to be honest with you, uh, J.J. Kennedy's was my first sponsor ever. Um, first year I started racing, um, we got them as a sponsor. Uh, they're a family friend of ours. Uh, they run a concrete business. Um, and then I have McClyman Supply and Transit. Uh, McElwain Motors, uh, they're in Elwood City. Um, they're a car lot and Glick Fire Equipment Company. Um, I have Family Martial Arts, uh, if you need Taekwondo lessons or anything like that for your kids, uh, they're out of Gibsonia. Um, Carol Kennels, AKC, AKC Basset Hounds. Um, he actually raises Basset Hounds uh, and sells them. Uh, Sunrise Commercial Contracting. Uh, Rock House Barn Grill, uh, just outside of Butler there on Route 8. Um, have some really good food if you're ever looking for somewhere to go. Um, Mike Ingram, um, Ingram Engines. Uh, he's I hooked up with him probably about four or five years into this, and he's been my engine builder ever since. Just an honest guy. Uh, it's always been good to me. Um, builds a heck of a motor. And then it's kind of funny because we actually uh, breed... German Shorthair Pointers, so we have our own Facebook page and so on. Uh, we actually just had 10 puppies that just left last week, um, but it's Moyer German Shorthair Pointers. And then Anarchy Customs, uh, Greg Beach. Um, if you got any issues with your car or just want to go faster, um, hook them up and uh, he can make you go fast. 
So the other one on the card is Ashley Moyer Photography, that being your wife. Uh, we, I had the chance to speak with her just before sitting down with you. Um, you know, she's just getting started as well. Yeah, she's having a lot of fun with it. Um, she goes home and she's pretty dedicated to it. Uh, she just sits there and goes through all of her pictures, and she's got she's got quite a few drivers that you know call her up every week and order pictures with her. So I'm very proud of proud of what she's accomplished. Obviously, it goes past just just the sponsors. You also have to have a crew. Who would you like to thank on your crew each week? I'd like to thank my dad, um, my grandpap, and my wife. Uh, my kids, Zach and Colby and Charlotte, a uh, friend of mine uh, is not here tonight, but uh, Dylan and Dawn and then uh, Greg and Kristen Beach. Let's talk about the car as well. The, the car itself, you talked about Ingram Motors. What kind of motor do you have in your car? Uh, it's just a 408. Um, it's an older 408, actually. Um, just a little motor compared to some of the other guys, uh, what they have, but does pretty good for what i have and what we need older motor and i believe the car is a little bit older as well yeah that's actually a 2011 uh faster chassis by tommy schneider so i just got to uh actually introduce myself to him earlier this year at the firecracker and uh he's he's always whenever he's at the racetrack he's always nosing around checking it out seeing what kind of improvements and updates and watches you out on the track and he just still can't believe that that's one of his old cars that you know he built a long time ago still out there on the track running up front and you mentioned too fun you know your wife is having fun with photography and we hope as as fans and everything that the race car drivers that we get to watch every week have fun as well what keeps this fun for you Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, well, I mean, it's just uh, the family comes. Uh, my son, Zach, uh, sometimes my middle child, uh, Colby, and my daughter, Charlotte, come too also. Uh, they just love being here at the racetrack. Uh, most of the time, uh, usually on Sundays or, you know, on our off day of actually racing the big car, um, we do a little bit of go-kart racing this year just with the the virus and everything else uh we just decided to not do any of that this year but um it's just being with family and good friends you know really uh zach might be getting into a car here within a year or two um so just having fun with family and friends you know you're finding the fun in everything even though you guys live a crazy busy life i've come to i've come to learn in the past couple of hours and i can definitely appreciate it um but you talk a lot about different facebook pages that you guys have let's talk about the racing one or do you have a racing one uh, i do have one uh it's moya racing just uh something short and simple um we actually just started that up this year uh just for some of the the fans and since we're not really racing at Lernerville, i had a lot of fans up there that usually would go there to watch us so they can still keep in touch and see how we're how we're improving and how we're making out down here at Pittsburgh. Um, but we just have some fun with it, you know, uh, even with the dog page and then the wife's uh, photography page, you know, just just having a lot of people just interested in everything that you do. Um, just widen your friendship, people. It's been a hectic year for 2020. Um, what are your plans for the rest of the year? Um, pretty much just stay at Pittsburgh. Uh, pretty much trying to chase another championship. Um down here uh, we're kind of in a good spot so really just with family and other arrangements and everything else this just kind of fits in well for us and just 
kind of like it down here. We talked about, you know, you've always raised a pro stock, 16 years in a pro stock. Maybe coming up for 2021 or any time in the future, do you have any other plans for any others, other different divisions or any different classes that you might think of running? Um, as of right now, um, I do not have any other plans. Um, might actually step back here sooner or later and put the boy in a car and get to enjoy some of that and watch him watch him learn and race. Uh, do actually have another car that I bought earlier this year. Um, then some things come up and didn't get a chance to really cut it apart and do what we need to make it fast and just ran out of time living that busy life <laughs> planning to stay here at pittsburgh or maybe expand your horizons a little bit go somewhere else um probably not uh actually i don't know i keep saying this every week but um depends on how far along the business takes off uh eventually that business that i'm wanting to start with the woodworking business um if i can start building up some business with it um, I'd actually like to quit my daily job and just go full woodworking. Um, so we might have to step away if the demand is high and see where it takes us. Well, it looks like you might be transitioning from car driver to car owner here sooner than you think. So um, we can only see with time. But, Ryan, I do want to appreciate all the time that you've given me today and given the listeners today. I really appreciate it. Best of luck the rest of the season. Best of luck in all your future endeavors. And we hope all the best. All right. Thank you very much. This portion of Rappin' on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, jennerstown.org. Number One Cochrane Automotive began as a small Pontiac dealership in 1965 and quickly became the number one name in Western Pennsylvania automotive sales and service. Today, Number One Cochrane Automotive ranks among the top private dealer groups in the nation with 22 new car dealerships with locations in Allegheny Valley, Butler County, Greensburg, Monroeville, North Hills, Robinson, the South Hills, Irwin, and Zelenopoul. Number One Cochrane can serve the transportation needs of Western Pennsylvania customers unlike any other retailer. The acquisition of Chevrolet, Toyota, and Nissan boosts Number One Cochrane's new vehicle operations to 22 dealerships, representing a great selection of domestic and imported brands. Their mission? Treat customers like honored guests while delivering unparalleled value and selection. That was the goal of founder Bob Cochran when he opened the doors more than 50 years ago. And it's still their goal today. For additional information on number one Cochran sales and service, go to Cochran.com. Sprint cars are coming to the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Saturday, September 12th, the winged 410 Sprint cars attack the half-mile asphalt oval with blistering speeds as the third annual visit of the nationally televised Must-See Sprint Car Series brings open-wheel racing to the Laurel Highlands. You've seen them on MAV-TV. Now see them in person at the Jennerstown Speedway, along with feature races for the weekly five divisions of stock cars, including late models and modifieds. That's Saturday, September 12th, the Midwest's fastest sprint cars on the pavement at Jennerstown Speedway. Advanced tickets are on sale now at www.jennerstown.org. Kids 12 and under are free. Sprint cars on the asphalt, Saturday, September 12th at Jennerstown Speedway Complex and weekly five division stock car racing continues every Saturday night through September 19th. 
racers, race fans, or campers. Are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, Powertech, and Southeast Power Products. The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the top-of-the-line specified products. If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, from time to time, when we go out on the road, we like to visit drivers that we would say are either up and coming and when we think of that you know we think maybe someone that's in a late model division but today we happen to be in Wampum PA and we're at the garage of the driver of the number 85 Randy White. Randy welcome to Rapid on Racing. I've seen you race the last couple of years now and I've got to know you and your family pretty well over that time and what we want to do is tell the listeners first off how old you are, what division you race in, and we'll just go through some basic questions. So, you ready, bud? Mm-hmm. I am nine years old and I race Young Gun Junior Sprints. How did you get involved in the Young Gun Junior Sprints? Now, I think this is your third year. And is this just something, did you have any go-kart background? Because sometimes we have guys come from the go-karts. But uh, this is just something that, whose idea was it? Was it mom's? Was it pap's? Or your uncle's? Or what? Mom's idea. Mom's idea. Okay, well, when mom first told you, and, and first of all, who is mom? Colleen Majors. Okay, so... Do you think mom has a racing background? Yeah. She does. And, and who might be that racing background? Uh, as we sit in the garage, I think uh, the, the gentleman that's sitting over to my shoulder, your pap, I think he, he turned a few laps from speedways in, in western Pennsylvania. Rick Majors. And your car number? 85. And why is your car number 85? Because of my grandpa. Okay. And who else in your family races? Obviously, your mom is your number one fan and your biggest supporter besides your pap. But uh, who else uh, in, in the family uh, kind of likes racing? My cousin, Kenny. Okay. And, and he bought a mod light. 
few weeks ago. Okay, so he's getting back into it too. So you're going to have an opportunity. You never had an opportunity to obviously race or see your pap race, but now you get to see your cousin race. And from time to time, and maybe you're out at good speedway, that you're going to be able to race on the same evening. So how special that's going to be? It's going to be special for you and for your sister, but not only for your mom. Yeah. And speaking of your sister, she jumped into one of these junior sprints this year, and I think she's one number lower than you, uh, 84. And the thing that I, I've noticed, Randy, is when you go to the races, you're the really a, a good big brother. I see you stand there, and, and you help her, and you have patience. I don't know if you have patience during the day with your sister, but at the racetrack, we see you there. And, I mean, I've seen some great pictures where you got the head in the cockpit and you're telling her what to do and over the course of these three years you've learned pretty quick I think back in 2018 when you first started you told me you ran maybe a half a dozen races and then you picked up one win but then in 2019 you were on fire you were like the Kyle Larson of the junior sprints last year you just uh, I think what 15 16 wins I won 15 wins out of 18. Well, that's a, I think that might even be better than Kyle Larson's percentage. And besides those wins, at the end of the year, what happened? One points. You won the points. And so I know at the Young Guns Banquet, you get some pretty impressive hardware. Now, I haven't seen the big trophy, but I, from what I understand, the trophy's probably taller than you. Is that true? Yes. It is. So... Listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Randy White, and Randy is the driver of the Junior Sprint number 85. Now, being the age that you are, nine years old, you just don't, you're just not like a hired gun. You just don't take the helmet like uh, Russ King does sometime and jump into race cars. But uh, now I'm just kidding. Russ drives his own car. But I know Russ has, has a big influence on what you do and the whole, the whole King family. I know he sends you a, a big amount of moral support uh, and coming from Russ uh, that's pretty pretty impressive yeah and so how did you meet Russ through racing through, through racing okay so when you're at the garage and since we know you just don't drive the car tell the listeners what do you do to prepare your car on a weekly basis. Now, I'm at the garage this afternoon here, and I've watched you help wash your sister's car, and you're kind of taking your car apart, and uh, you're showing me some things that I didn't know about junior sprints, and we got the chain off. And just tell the listeners that what some of the things that you do, like uh, we know you don't do tire prep, but we got the chain off and nuts and bolts. I really just, other than that, I just really go over everything. So when you say go over now, and when you, just, this is important, so is when we, as you get in racing, when that nut and bolt's loose and something falls off on the racetrack, whose fault is it? And don't tell me it's your pap's fault because you checked the nuts and bolts, right? Yeah. Last year, one of my shocks fell off and we didn't check anything. Well, that hat. We've, we've all had a shock or two fall off, and we won't get into that. And usually it's when you're leading. It's never when you're the back of the pack. Is that correct? Yep. 
Okay. So this year, we're going along pretty soon. It's been a crazy year uh, for all of us racers. We really haven't had a chance to, to race that much this year. But we finally in June got a chance to get out. And it, it's great to see the, our youth get out there and race. And, and you've got, again, about maybe a, a dozen races in this year. And this year hasn't been as smooth as last year. You've had some ups and downs, but we won't. Uh, we, we and I literally say ups and downs. We there are ups and downs, and but we won't get into that. But you know, you bounce back from that, and now it seems like you you like the month of August. You've been you've been on a roll. You've picked up a, a few wins. You have four on the year now. So, how special is it to get back into victory lane since you were there so often last year? It probably feels good. Yeah. Just yeah, I mean, what what make what makes you what determines you do you want to win that race when you when you put the helmet on and Pap and your mom are there and they send you out and you're going out in the track. What goes in Randy's head? Do you do you say okay? Well, I'm I'm starting fourth and I I need to, I want to win. And how do you go about uh, getting to the front? I just don't think about winning. I just think about doing good in the race. Now, it usually gets me to the front. It really good. Now, are you are you looking at the competitors' lines, or is just something that you just feel that with a little bit of experience now that you're able to say, okay. So let's just say you're you're running against Buddy Garrett Davenport, and you're running side by side. What do you take from that? Because I watched the race at Goods. You guys, there was three of you, and you could have put a, 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 a piece of paper between one, two, and three. Then afterwards, you guys all shared the moment, and you didn't win that particular race, but it was, you know, good friendship. So not only do you, what, when you, if you don't win and you come in second or third or you maybe have a bad night, you, and I've seen you, Randy, you, 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 you really good with your competitors. You get up to them, you congratulate them, you guys talk, and then you have fun afterwards. For the adults, we would probably maybe have an adult beverage, but uh, for for you guys, you just go uh, sit in the grandstands or you just do things that nine-year-olds do. Yep, we Play just usually sit in the stands after lunch. Yeah. I see a lot of football there. I hear Pap in the background chiming in. So, uh, Speaking of sports, uh, do you have any other sports that when you're not racing that, that you participate in, football, soccer? Basketball and soccer, that's really it. You're a, you're a hooper, huh? What, what, what position do you play on the, on, the, on, the, on the court? Usually just offense. I don't really play much defense. Well, of course, at nine years old, we don't play a whole lot of defense, but we're going to kind of wrap some things up. And what I want you to talk about are some of your favorite drivers. And, you know, being at your age, you have a lot of drivers. So some of the guys that when you're at the local rush at the racetrack, uh, we, you know, we know Russ King's one of them. But beside Russ, who else is there, Randy? AJ Flick and Hot Rod. The that hot rod belts? Yep. Um, Bob. How, about the, how about the honeybee car, the number five? What's Bob that guy's McMillan. name? Bob McMillan. Now, I, when I go up to Tri-City, I see you helping Bob. So what, when you're there, what do you do as like that little assistant pit crew guy? I push him out once in a while even. You push him out. That, that's pretty big because on a sprint car, that's something that you have to use the uh, 
whatever it is they push out the golf four, cart or the four-wheeler oh the four-wheeler okay so you get to drive the four-wheeler yep okay so other than we talk about the drivers do you have a memorable moment in racing now it's only been three years that you would say boy this win really is special probably my first win and that was at Sharon Speedway now we're talking about first wins but we're also talking about favorite racetrack so I'm going to ask you two questions mm -hmm. favorite racetrack that you like to race on mm -hmm. and a favorite racetrack that you like to go and sit in the stands at first one race at a racetrack is Hummingbird Speedway the track that I like to sit and watch at is probably Lernerville Speedway what makes what makes Hummingbird so special? Is it is it just the people there? Because we all know uh, Louie runs around there, and, and Louie's one in a million on the golf cart and Peach. But or is it just the track because it's a little bit littler and not as big? I got Rookie of the Year there, so I'm pretty good at racing at that track. So that's probably why it's my favorite track, and I just. One of the nicest tracks we have, probably the nicest that we race on. Well, usually Peach and the crew up there, they usually keep the track pretty smooth for you. So that, because some of the tracks you go to, it's kind of bump, and these cars sit pretty low to the ground. So when you when you're running over a bumpy track on this, it makes it a little bit difficult. But just mm -hmm. to, to wrap up the, our, our our interview here, Randy, now I look at I'm looking at your race cars, and I see a lot of sponsors on the race car and I know this is something that you know you and you're on your sister's car your mom it works real hard of you so let's uh, tell the listeners who a few of your sponsors are or all of them Jim and M, Jim M Roofing, Alexis Ray Motorsports, Bob McMillan, Mines and Meadows, Diamond Dance, Mattis Motorsports, Ross King, Pandona, Pandonis, I see Hardy Trucking on there. Hardy Trucking, yeah. Bay, Bay, Bowen Steak on a Stick, and Eight and Eddie Marks. Wow, I mean, you, you got the whole. You got from the honey to the steak on a stick to a lot of different people. So, one last thing I want to ask you is: the season winds down. Is there, is there one thing more that you want to accomplish in, in, in this year, the year of 2020? Probably not flip again. Um, besides not flipping again, and I probably want to win at least that $500 to win this season at the end of the year. Yeah. Want to win that race. Well, where's that race going to be held, Randy? Good's Raceway. Good's Raceway. Okay. Well, listeners... We're going to wrap up our interview with Randy White. Randy, it's been great to have you on Wrapping on Racing, and we look forward to uh, seeing you, what you're going to do at the track. And Is there any, any final comments or any thoughts you'd like to share with me before we wrap the, the, we, say, we sign off on the interview? Um, this, we ha I have another sponsor. I just don't know the name of it. Big Daddy's. Big Daddy's. Uh, Chick Bowling, oh, smart barbecue. Oh, boy, we're doing it. Oh, I'll tell you what. I think next time I'm at the track, I think I might have to hit you up for some of that barbecue. So maybe... Yeah, a, you, 
and maybe if I'm out there, you can uh, slip Mr. Uh, Mister Rowe here some, a, a little, some ribs or some barbecue. Well, we thank you, thank you for joining us here at your Pav's Garage, and we look forward to you having a, a good rest of the season, and maybe we'll see that big $500 check on the wall next time I come mm -hmm. to your garage, all right? Okay. This portion of Wrapping on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, jennerstown.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. The Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway schedule is jam-packed again for the 2020 season. Every Saturday night through October, you can enjoy five big divisions of racing action and so much more. Each action event features the Deal Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the PPMS Pro Stocks, the Keystone Coachworks Hobby Stocks, the four-cylinders, and the young guns. Add to that special appearances by the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Rush Wingless Sprints, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, and the 410 Wing Sprints. The 2020 season wraps up on October 2nd and 3rd with the 32nd Annual Pittsburgher 100 featuring the stars and cars of the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Gates open every Saturday at 5 p.m. with hot laps at 6 and green flag racing at 7 general admission just $15 for adults. Keep up to date with everything happening at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway by following us on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And as always, find all the information about PPMS at ppms.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're at Port World Speedway, and joining us is the driver of number 39 sprint car, Sammy Swindell. Many, many years you've been doing this. Does it, does it get any different each every year? Has it become still fun for you? Well, I mean, that's the only reason I do it is because I, I love it. So, you know, I don't want to have to... That's what I've done for the last 50 years, so I don't want to have to get a different job so I'm still able to do it so uh, you know just fortunate enough to be out here and can be competitive for someone who's done in as many decades as you have from the the early days of the all-stars and the outlaws to what you have now I mean obviously the technology and the car now are just incredible and so from someone that's gone through that whole period is it something that you kind of like the old days were a little bit different to where they are now. The, obviously, the car's got to be a lot easier to drive. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's definitely a lot different to when I started, you know, in the, in the early 70s. So, uh, but, you know, 
I've just been through the whole evolution of it from there, so so it's not like a big change. But um, it, it's definitely got tougher. I mean, it used to be you just had to be smart enough to get all the right parts. And now it's so technical, you got to have, and everybody's so close, it's hard to to get an advantage sometimes. Well, that was going to be the next question I was going to ask you. You kind of beat me to the punch. Back in the day, the cars, were, I don't want to say that they were simple, but you guys created your own things, and they were, I don't want to say more creative than what they are now. Now the cars seem to be more of a cookie-cutter type scenario where it's a bolt-on stuff, and everybody seems to have the same thing, and it's just, if you can come across something, you're not much better. Yeah, but, I mean, it's... Um you know the guys that can test definitely learn the most and and can make them make themselves faster or better. Um, you know, just when you have to come out here and try things. I mean, sometimes you have good nights and bad nights, but a lot of times it's just really hard to figure out if you're going forward or backwards. Sometimes, but but uh, yeah, it's just. I mean, as far as driving them, they're easier to drive than they used than they were back then. And uh, but you know, they're just so much more technical with everything. You got to have everything just right. And you know, there's always people come up with different things. Uh, you'll see every now and then. You know, it's like even the other night, I seen a couple pieces I haven't seen before. So um, you just got to really stay on top of it now. I'm just going to ask you a question. This may be a direct question, but was it more fun back 20, 30 years ago driving the cars? Until Barra was more of a freelance type scenario. You know, you were with the you know the All Stars or something like that with the Outlaws, being a true outlaw, as compared to what it is nowadays. Uh, it's just it's big corporate business now. Yeah, well, I mean, it, 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 it's good either way. You know, to some point, you know, there's. A lot of things that weren't good back in the older days and, and there's a lot of things that aren't good now and there's a lot of things that are good and same as the other one so it's it's just you know it's different it's not the same as it was I mean now you've got to have a pretty big budget to go racing uh, it used to be that you know it was easier to get car owners and get cars and and do things but but now it's so expensive it's uh you know, that, that's the only bad part. It's few and far between. I, I have to laugh, and maybe you, you have. I know your son has. Have you ever jumped on iRacing? Yeah, well, I actually got, he, he got me a deal to put together, um, I don't know, probably about three months ago, and I've, I've done some, but uh, just haven't had a lot of time to, to put into it, and that's, that's really what it takes uh, you know, when a lot of these younger guys grew up around it, and, and uh, you know, I'm 64 and just starting, so it's uh, I'm a little bit behind. Still not bad. We I can run good laps and stuff, and uh, but it's just learning. It's 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 not the same, and the things you do aren't the same. You know, what would work here to fix something doesn't doesn't do it there. So you just have to figure out, you know, what the game will let you do or won't do. The only thing nice about the game is that reset button. If something happens, you just press the button. It would be, which would be that easy with the car. Yeah, yeah. I know there was, uh, I don't know, probably six or seven years ago when we had the Xbox, I'd 
got that and most that's outdated now yeah but but mostly did the f1 stuff so yeah i could go out and make a gear change or some change go run some corners and just hit the button go back and you know keep changing things until i got it right but i was able to get to where i could win all the races so then it wasn't wasn't a challenge anymore just kind of wrap things up i'm just going to ask you this one question if there in all the years that you race is there any one particular moment that in all your career that says you know that is like the most memorable moment that stands out to me whether it was a race or a championship no there's just too too many good ones and you know for different reasons or different scenarios so uh, it, it, it'd be all day naming all that off yeah. well we you know from from someone that's in my era my age bracket it's great to see you out there and we i know you still have a big fan following so we wish you good luck here tonight in port royal and wherever you're out the rest of the year all right thank you Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Sprint cars are coming to the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Saturday, September 12th, the winged 410 Sprint cars attack the half-mile asphalt oval with blistering speeds as the third annual visit of the nationally televised must-see Sprint Car Series brings open-wheel racing to the Laurel Highlands. You've seen them on MAV TV. Now see them in person at the Jennerstown Speedway, along with feature races for the weekly five divisions of stock cars, including late models and modifieds. That's Saturday, September 12th, the Midwest's fastest sprint cars on the pavement at Jennerstown Speedway. Advanced tickets are on sale now at www.jennerstown.org. Kids 12 and under are free. Sprint cars on the asphalt, Saturday, September 12th at Town Speedway Complex and weekly five division stock car racing continues every Saturday night through September 19th. Racers, race fans, or campers, are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, PowerTech, and Southeast Power Products. 
The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years' experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the top-of-the-line specified products. If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. He's coming out of the car. Let's give a round of applause. Chris Snyder with a second career win here at Latrope. I had a little guy who wanted to come down to Victory Lane. If you're here, bud. Come on down, you want to bring the trophy? Chris, welcome back. Uh, little, little time difference. Last time you were here was 18 years ago. As we were trying to figure out, you just asked me and I said, well, last time we were here, you, you carried, your parents carried your younger brother, Tyler, to Victory Lane. Well, he's standing there over there looking like Jesus right now. And... Uh, <laughs> He grew a little bit. He grew a little bit. He's now 18. I think he could probably carry your mom or dad to Victory Lane. Uh, yeah, he's pretty strong. You know, I think he's stronger than me now. <laughs> he grew up a lot. I, I'd say, yeah, no more diapers. And, uh, <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> the diapers are going to be for me. <laughs> diapers will be for Chris next, he said. But, hey, Chris, I'll tell you what. Uh, you were here earlier checking out the track and uh, earlier this season and Decided to make the tow up here tonight, and I'll tell you what, good tow for the Snyder Auto and Truck Repair, car number 55. Yeah, they did good work with this track. Uh, they've been doing some different prep, and it's been working really good. This is a nice place to race now. It's great. Very smooth, very fast. I mean, final feature of the night, this track's been run on all night, and, I mean, uh, you know, still made, still, still got bite. Still putting the print in the dirt here with, my, uh, with the flag, yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris. You're one of the masters of these cars. You build a lot of them, but you're a driver. You've won at little tracks like Lernerville, all the way up to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Motor Speedway, Le Trobe, and everywhere in between. But you also build these cars, and you build a lot of the top-running cars. You come out here, is this more research and development or just fun or just trying to prove, listen, I, I can still get the job done as a driver, too. Well, tonight was just fun. There's, uh, you know, not that much to do out there. So, hey, racing's still a blast. But, yeah, we research and development also at these racetracks. And, uh, you know, I, I tend to like the bigger tracks. you got more time to react in the corners and more finesse. And uh, the little tracks are still fun. But I like the big tracks. Now, Chris, I was trying to figure out, correct me if I'm wrong, this is your 23rd year of racing? Yeah, I think so. I started in like 98, 99-ish, so I, I, I don't know, do the math. Is that what it comes out to be? <laughs> Pretty darn close. And Chris, you've had a lot of sponsors the same over the years, but let's go ahead and thank everybody that helps make your racing possible. Oh, everybody. Wow, I'd have to go. <laughs> That's a lot. But uh, yeah, first and for foremost, I thank God. I thank my parents, my younger brother. Uh, Got to thank a guy named Chuck. He likes to help out with the race car. Um well, it's not IH Automotive anymore. Total Landscaping. My brother, Tyler, he got a landscaping company also, ABT Landscaping. Um, what? It's all clean. Pressure washing's been with me for a long time. Who's your tire? Uh, the hot dog guys. Um, yeah, there is a Schneider truck and auto on the hood also. Um, there's, there's a lot through the years, but that's the main ones right now. Race fans, give a round of applause. This driver, you don't realize how good he is, but this is a future Hall of Famer right here. This is Chris Snyder, your Pro Stock feature winner. And
This portion of today's program was brought to you by Thomas Meat Mark. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble, a former driver and track promoter, Rapid on Racing. Sprint cars are coming to the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Saturday, September 12th, the winged 410 sprint cars attack the half-mile asphalt oval with blistering speeds as the third annual visit of the nationally televised must-see sprint car series brings open-wheel racing to the Laurel Highlands. You've seen them on MAV-TV. Now see them in person at the Jennerstown Speedway, along with feature races for the weekly five divisions of stock cars, including late models and modifieds. That's Saturday, September 12th, the Midwest's fastest sprint cars on the pavement at Jennerstown Speedway. Advanced tickets are on sale now at www.jennerstown.org. Kids 12 and under are free. Sprint cars on the asphalt, Saturday, September 12th at Jennerstown Speedway Complex and weekly five division stock car racing continues every Saturday night through September 19th. checker the seven car gets around and Jacob Ola coming down for the win had nowhere to go Andrew Jacobus in the seven from New York spins right in front of the leader lap remaining we do not go two laps green we go one lap to decide it and Jake Gamola is not going to be able to restart. What a tough break for the driver from Seneca, Pennsylvania. So this is going to be a one-lap shootout. Greg Dabrowski, now your new leader. Jimmy Morris running second. Jeremy Kornbaugh third. They got to be single file until they hit the cone. Here we go. Back to green. Dabrowski moving out. Cornbaugh challenging Morris. Ah, turn four. Here's your winner. It's going to be Greg Dabrowski. So Jeremy Cornbaugh will finish third in the 27K. Second will be the 16 of Jimmy Morris. He has crossed the scales. So one of the big winners around the circuit with the Allegheny Sprint Tour and the Laurel Highland Series. Six-time winner here at Mercer. Picks up probably the biggest win of his career. Take that money. Take the money back to Catanning tonight. Here's your winner, folks. The 88 of Greg Dabrowski. 
Wow. Oh. Yeah, I said I feel so bad for Jake. He had us covered in open track. Um, I had the car a little freer for in traffic. I hope it would be a little better then, but we never really got there for all the cautions. And then my front wing fell down, so it was a handful after that. Yeah, once that front wing goes down, all, the, all that downforce has gone off of that. You know, those restarts, you know, Jake always had an open track. That kind of helped him a little bit. You were behind by about four seconds until that happened in turn four. Yeah, I couldn't, I didn't have any form at open track. Like I said my only hope was when we caught the caution or caught the lappers, but too many cautions for that. Unfortunately, things like this happen. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I'm sure we've all been part of that now and then. Who do you want to thank for this wonderful win tonight? Um, I got to thank Jake and uh, the Caldwells and uh, Hawkinses for putting all the work into this race. They busted their butts to get the purse and all the sponsors, and it was a it was a big ordeal for them. So I thank them first, and I got to thank my car owner Ed Deming. He's up from North Carolina tonight to watch us race. He doesn't get to see us too often, so it's good to win when he's here. And uh, my helper Ron won't be able to do it without him, and my family up there thank them too. And Sylvan with alternative power sources he couldn't make it tonight but he was one of the sponsors of the race too and he helped us out a lot on to tri-city tomorrow night now you go from this track to the big half mile paperclip what are your thoughts for tomorrow night um i haven't been to tri-city for a while i hear they changed a little bit so uh we'll just kind of play it by ear congratulations greg job well done all right thanks man all right greg dabrowski picking up the feature win for the mav classic the pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway schedule is jam-packed again for the 2020 season Every Saturday night through October, you can enjoy five big divisions of racing action and so much more. Each action event features the Deal Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the PPMS Pro Stocks, the Keystone Coachworks Hobby Stocks, the Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Add to that special appearances by the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Rush Wingless Sprints, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, and the 410 Wing Sprints. The 2020 season wraps up on October 2nd and 3rd, with the 32nd annual Pittsburgher 100 featuring the stars and cars of the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Gates open every Saturday at 5 p.m. with hot laps at 6 and green flag racing at 7. General admission just $15 for adults. Keep up to date with everything happening at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway by following us on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And as always, find all the information about PPMS at ppms.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're at Lernerville Speedway for the Don Martin Memorial, and joining me is David Gravel. David, who is last year's Don Martin's uh, Memorial's champion. David, how great would it be to back it up again this year? Yeah, that would be really cool. Obviously, one of our highest-paying races of the season, uh, it would be a great boost for uh, us and the team and a track I've been pretty good at. So uh, hopefully we just continue uh, what we've uh, done here in the past and uh, have a good night. How difficult was it, David, to where you started uh, in Florida and you got some racing in, and then with all this stuff that's happening with COVID and everything, everybody just stopped for a three-month period. For So from a driver's standpoint, and you had some other opportunities that you were going to do besides driving the, the sprint car, which we won't get into, but for, it's hard to get back in it, you know, not only mentally, physically, but to try to put a schedule together is difficult. Yeah, you know, we're just a waiting game uh, running the Outlaws, you know, waiting to see when and where we're going to race. And, um, you know, it's been a struggle, but the last month or so we've been racing quite a bit. So 
can't complain about the last month, but you know, the future is not guaranteed either. So uh, when it starts getting colder out, are we going to lose races again or, or what's going to happen? We're not sure. So we're just trying to get as many races as we can, when we can, and uh, go from there. Well, fortunately in Pennsylvania, since probably the first part of June, we've been able to, at a 50%-ish, been able to have fans. So many tracks out there are not able to have fans. I know New York is still shut down where, uh, I mean, there was a local racetrack where they had driving people on the hill and they just got rid of that now. So, you know, here in Western Pennsylvania, and you guys were out in Central PA this past weekend, and uh, Evie, that we had a race here at Sharon uh, a couple Sundays ago, they're shut down now. So you just don't know, but you're trying to put a schedule together. Fortunately, you have an outlaw schedule, but that leads to my next question. You know, you've had a couple wins on the year, and when you get out and you have that sheer joy where you, know, you got to put a mask on and you turn around and you want to hear the, the roar of the crowd and there's like you know, silence. Yeah, when we won in Knoxville the first race back, uh, it was extremely weird. Um, didn't feel like a, a win or a real win or a real race or anything like that. So um, it's one of those things. Uh, we want fans in the stands. It, I mean, it's just like going to a football game with no fans. It just... It's not the same. It's all about the atmosphere. Uh, put on a show for people and interacting with fans, and it just it's just not the same. The last couple of weeks, you've had a chance to, I don't want to say run locally, but you've had a chance to run some back-to-back -back races. You had uh, Port Royal over the weekend now here at Lernerville. Now you guys are going to be out in the tour again for the next unforeseeable future. Yeah, it's definitely good to get racing, try to figure things out uh, when you're not uh, great right now like we are we're, we're pretty good we're getting closer but you just need to race to figure these things out and uh, luckily uh, we have been racing a good bit and just try to keep getting better and you know try to get as good as the uh, 57 and the 49 car one of the things I'd have to ask you David is the fact that it, with tracks not being open and if you want to try something, you don't have that availability now to say, okay, well, maybe I, want to, I don't want to throw a race away because you can't do that. But if, if you wanted to go to a local track or something to say, okay, I want to shake something down, with downtime that you had, and, and testing is so important in these vehicles nowadays because the technology, it, it doesn't evolve over a month or a year. It's almost on a weekly basis things are changing. Yeah, the tires seem to change on us, but... Typically, we don't have much time to test, no matter if the schedule is normal or not. Uh, some teams find times to do it during the middle of the week, but you know, I don't think I've ever tested ever in my career. So, one of those things. Uh, I think the best thing is to race around cars, and uh, I think you learn the most in racing conditions and by yourself at a track that they probably prep it differently when when it's a normal race night. So, it's one of those things. Uh, luckily, we get the race. 90 times a year typically this year will probably be only 50 but uh, luckily we race a lot more than say NASCAR F1 or, or IndyCar stuff like that. And it's an opportunity to watch you a Sunday out at Port Royal I and mean, you have a, a momentum track there where it's so key I mean in, in with these cars and you know correct me because I'm you know I'm not that a, a sprint car driver how aero dependency are these now is on a track like at Port Royal where you get out there and you have such clean air as a leader you have such a major advantage but when you get back in the pack in the dirty air I'm sure that the difficulty of advancing is that much harder yeah I mean nowadays it's, it's hard to advance from the back of the field just because the farther backyard less air you have on your wing but um, you know I'd say if you start in the middle of the pack you still have a good chance to go forward but Port Royal had some 
hard chargers come from 20 something position to top seven or eight so four royal is luckily wide enough and uh, usually races pretty good and there's multiple grooves so um not every track's like that but this year i mean it seems like our racing's pretty damn good what makes Lernerville such a favorite to you? Some some drivers just, and it's not a home track for you, but they feel comfortable when they come here. And when you do, especially when you know you had the win last year, you're always up front here. Yeah, I don't know. I'd raced here with the All-Stars a good bit, and it was always competitive, but Dale Blaney and Tim Schaefer would beat me about every time. And just learning from those guys. And uh, the track I've always been fast at, just could never get a win. And then luckily, three, four years ago, I got my first win, and have gotten a couple since then. So... Um, I've always liked Lernerville. I feel like nine times out of ten it's a good track to race at and there's multiple grooves and, and there's passing so I think it's a good shape and uh, it gets slick and gets tricky and uh, seems to suit me well. If you're only trailing Schaefer and, and, and uh, the low rider there Dale, Waddle wins their championship so you don't feel too bad when you're running behind them. Yeah when I was younger with the All-Stars you know only 17, 18 years old, uh, they beat me quite a bit, and uh, I think I learned something from them. Yeah, the funny thing now is they're the old, well, Dale's, the, he's kind of taking diet as he's doing some work with the All-Stars, and, uh, you know, you look at Jack, and I had a chance to uh, talk to Sammy Swindell tonight. You wonder how they do it at age 64, or in their 50s, like Timmy. Yeah, for sure, you know, I don't see myself driving a sprint car in my 60s, that's for sure. I love the sport, but... Uh, that's that's too old for me. I got a lot of other things I would like to do in my life. So I plan on hitting it hard for uh, several years and then, uh, you know, move on to something else one day. But I give those guys props. You know, Jack still drives aggressive as ever. And, uh, you know, they don't make them like they used to. Now, that's for sure. Well, again, it's been great having you here on Wrapping on Racing. Perhaps we'll see the 41 parked in Victory Lane again this evening. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you. Presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Rapping on Racing.